I thought about it a lot and I realized like some of my favorite slashers weren't really um, franchises. They were like one-offs, you know? So I was trying to think of something that, would, that was like, you know, at least like two or three of them, you know? So I landed on Twilight. Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to Spooky Doings Podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, and it's cold. We still can't improvise because the streets are teeming with disease. But you know, some of the some of the old folks are getting poked, and that's that's a road to recovery. <sighs> Not to get too somber though. I'm joined by the lady that handles the beeps, the bops, the boops, the levers, makes all of this happen. Sent me a new microphone yesterday. Hey, thanks, Chelsea. She's Chelsea Benetton. How are you, darling? I'm I'm good. I'm happy that you received your microphone so fast, but it looks like you're not using it. <laughs> not as yet. Wanted to try it out, but like I, I I'm not ready because, uh, as we can tell by you handling all the technological aspects of the show, I am the technological nincompoop, and I don't trust myself to get it right. That's fair. I did look for child-friendly microphones. So yes, it's a Fisher Price microphone. That, that it's a Fisher Price microphone. It's purple. <laughs> I feel like Prince. That was what I was going for. But joining us today, we got our friends from Soraya making her return to the show and now holding the record for most appearances. Drummer Brianna, said, oh, how are you? Brianna? Good. How are you? I'm 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 all right. I'm chilly. I'm I'm feeling uh, technologically. Me too. Inept. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, you hold a record. Yeah, what? Really? That's cool. Yes. It's a milestone. I feel selfish. <laughs> That's okay. Our door is always open for you, and it's always <laughs> open to your bandmate, a gentleman that I've wanted to talk to about horror for a while, and we're finally getting it done. Uh, bassist and songwriter and many other accolades. Travis Smith is on the show. Hello, Travis. Hello, thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. How have you been holding up in the you time know, of Rona? I don't mind the apocalypse so much as long as I have coffee and horror movies, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> now, so true. <laughs> I'm not a parent, but if I was, that would categorize you to me as marriage material for any of my children. <laughs> <laughs> so any of my non-existent children you may have a non-existent marriage to <laughs> okay <laughs> that got <Yeah>. weird <laughs> <laughs> what is this show promises here well, like, one this? minute in it, i'm so confused already but that's all right <laughs> what is this show is not making it weird <laughs> That's show business. <laughs> you guys play rock and roll. Chelsea and I used to get up on stage and just make up funny things off of weird suggestions. We just make up songs when we go up. We don't even I write songs. Say, I, yeah. Yes, I know. We're not so different. It's, it's, very, it's very Captain Beefheart, but it doesn't frighten me. <laughs> But speaking of frightening, 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I grew up in the 80s. It's one of the reasons why I love horror because VHS was rampant and that was the golden age of slasher movies. And I thought if we take for granted that the big three of slashers are Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, what franchise would you add to make it the big four of slashers? And this is the topic I wanted to talk about specifically with the three of you, because and I know and respect your opinions on horror, and I think this would be a fun conversation to record and let other people listen to, and hopefully they'd laugh and think about it and maybe disagree with me specifically. Not so much with you. I'm sure you, the three of you are correct, but I'm positive <laughs> before this is over, Chelsea's going to call me an idiot. <laughs> That's why I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> because it's me just, <laughs> just roasting Rick the whole time. <laughs> Which I will I will confirm. I do outside of this podcast too. I <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so let let's go with our ladies first. Because I think I know which one Chelsea's gonna pick. And you know, feel free to chime in and disagree with her or back it up if if you want, uh, we keep it loose and conversational here. So Chelsea, I know which one, I, th I think I know which one you're gonna pick. Which franchise would you add to make it a big four of slasher as I make the Mr. Burns fingers? Excellent. So so give me give me the three one more time. Halloween, wanna... Friday the 13th, 13th, and Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Which franchise would you add to make it your big four? I know this is predictable because you knew it. I was gonna try to bring in a wild card. I was even, I was watching some franchises the past few weeks and I was like, oh, would I put the Sleepaway Camp franchise in here? And then I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, and then I was like, do I wanna be really bold and hated and put the Saw franchise in here? Cause Saw 6 kills. I fucking love that movie. Fucking oh yeah. Six. Saw 6 is so good, so good. <laughs> So I was thinking about adding the Saw movies in because I watched all of them during, you know, this pandemic and I was like, I actually really like these movies. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm going to say Scream. Is that what you thought I was going to say? It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go basic there and I'm going to say Scream. I think it's iconic. I don't think it's basic. I think your, your, your heart belongs to Sidney Prescott in a way. And C.C. Cooper, Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar's character. She didn't last too long. <laughs> yeah, still love her. Okay, but but all right. Why, why Scream? Um, I I believe that Scream is so good at having that meta aspect. Obviously, where it's poking fun of like the rules of horror movies, the tropes of those movies, while still being rather serious and how it's a slasher at least some of them i mean scream three is a little bit more um i guess it's probably the most lighthearted of all of them even with that <laughs> ending is lighthearted the right word i don't know <laughs> it's, it's definitely a little bit more like comedic i guess as well i'll say um but uh the kills are really creative um when it comes to i mean each one has a really creative kill like with the first one the garage door like come on um and the second one which is one of my favorite horror kills of all time is the movie theater kill uh at the beginning mm -hmm. it's brilliant um the third one i don't actually i don't even know if 
what I would call the the iconic kill in the third one. But in the fourth one, I would say um, the uh, iconic kill there was the beginning with like having that homage to um, the to the garage door. And um, yeah, I just think that those movies are really good at having that slasher and murder mystery aspect. They're popular for a reason. And the meta aspects of it doesn't bother me. I feel like a lot of horror movies, probably more recently, really try to be self-aware and it doesn't work. Um, I mean, Scream is arguably one of the earliest ones that did it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I just think it belongs there. It's got strong characters, strong kills. Put it up there. Scream <laughs> 4 is really good. I love Scream 4 and I will- Real? Will I will die on that hill. I, I really <laughs> like Scream 4. You're, 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 like we did a tutorial about it. I was mm-hmm. I was wrong to not have watched it. Um, see, like I, I deduct points because the killer isn't supernatural. That's one of my prerequisites for a slasher. But it gains points because it uses Nick Cave and the bad seeds. That's a requirement yes. for you to be a slasher? Is uh, that the for, killer has to be supernatural? For, for the you ones did. that I, I hold in that actually. Well, I'm calling you out early. That's stupid. <laughs> Fair. But like I said, it gets more points back because you got an idiot, Rich. We're an idiot. We're ending this now. <laughs> you know what? I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I said, yeah, you had Nick Cave in the bad seeds for the masses. And you can't argue with the box office. That, yeah, it's, it's definitely a contender for the top four. That was my first introduction to Nick Cave um, was uh, was the original Scream. So got to give it props there. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my take. So since Travis is our first guest to call me an idiot, what do you think about Scream? <laughs> My, you know, my friend and handsome gentleman. <laughs> to be honest, um, I haven't seen all the Scream movies. And early on, I kind of wrote them off a little bit, you know, because I, I, I think I'm the same way, Rick. Like I grew up on Friday the 13th movies and Halloween movies and stuff like that. And to me, those were like slashers. Those were like the real deal. And so, you know, when Scream came around, it felt a little bit too, like, pretty, you know? It had all these, like, beautiful actors and actresses in it, and it just seemed a little bit too, like, cleaned up and too modern and stuff like that. So I've seen, I think, Scream 1 and 2, and that's it, you know? But, you know, in in retrospect now, like, they're... I think they've held up as good slashers, you know? I don't agree that a slasher has to be supernatural, I think for me, a lot of what I love, because I love slashers, it's one of my favorite genres. And I think a lot of it is that because some of them are more, you know, I guess realistic and not supernatural is what makes them so gritty and so kind of, you know, um, uh, just kind of visceral, you know? But I I don't know. I I feel like at this point, I should revisit the screen movies because it's been a long, long time since I've seen any of them. And that's how I felt when I was younger is like they kind of were like the more glossy, like, you know, overproduced kind of modern cleaned up version of a slasher. But the thing I did like about them was all the nods to the old movies. And you could tell that the people that wrote them and produced them were like 
horror movie fans and slasher fans and they they knew their stuff they knew their like canon of horror movies and like specific kills and stuff like that no yeah i I agree with oh go ahead rick yeah i i I definitely agree they do hold up in fact uh, as we talked about on a previous episode now looking back screen three just seems like a cautionary tale about working for a weinstein company um, so they're yeah. watching it through that new lens makes it scarier in a way that I was never scared by the screen movies, but I always liked the whodunit aspect of it. I yeah. like that you brought up lighthearted, or you brought up that it's like a Weinstein cautionary tale, and that's the one I said was the most lighthearted of the franchise. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> in retrospect, I realize um, I forgot about the Weinstein aspect in that movie. It could be kind but... of lighthearted if you look at it as the the writer who that was the one Kevin Williamson didn't write. Uh, Oh yeah. Like Weinstein's it, perspective is lighthearted. Yeah. In yeah, hind- that's a good point. In hindsight, it's lighthearted because he's biting the hand that feeds and the hand doesn't feel it. But I think <laughs> I I agree with it being too cleaned up because I feel like uh it, it I'm thinking about other slashers or horrors from the late nineties that I really love because I'm I'm a sucker for like I know what you did last summer and Urban Legend and the faculty and all of those are starring like who was on a WB show at the time. Like it was all really pretty um, teenagers that were like actually in their twenties. So, so I agree. It kind of, isn't like, it it might be one of the first ones in the nineties that really did have like that cleaned up teen star effect. It, it paved the road for all the movies that you just mentioned that you loved and grew up on. And many still hold up. Yes, Tonks, the cat uh, engineer. Yeah. Is oh, in. The engineer. Yes. The engineer. <laughs> Brianna, what do you think about the Scream franchise? It's so funny because I could have sworn you guys were going to make fun of me for saying this because I was like, I don't know. Scream is up there. Um, I had a, You obviously saw that last night, Rick. I, I watched it again just to make sure. I was like, because to me, it was like a tie. I don't know if Texas Chainsaw Massacre counts. I mean, it I don't counts know if, if you say it counts for this podcast. Because <laughs> I was like, it was kind of a tie. But then I was thinking like the mask in Scream is more like iconic and it has like, um, I don't know. It, they both kind of have like the, the group of teenagers kind of deal. And it's like, to, to me, I, I, I kind of had to like look into what a slasher really, really was. And uh, all of them said like, they have like a human aspect to them. Like the, the, the killer has to be, human so i was like shit this is really hard so i i mean i watched Candyman too last night just trying to like add that in i was like i don't know if he counts as human he's like a like a ghost type thing and i was like i, I don't know but uh scream to me at first i thought it was gonna be like mentioning like the creed of horror movies <laughs> at first, I was like, wait is it creed's in the <laughs> creed's on the third one soundtrack they're like the big is songs. it really yeah <laughs> when that so was like, wrong. <laughs> if i recall so I if I recall, there's a big poster of Creed on one of the sets. No way. And, and as, <laughs> as a set dresser, I'm like, oh, they're probably on the soundtrack. So I can imagine them getting specific instructions. Like, this one has to be prominently in the shot. <laughs> now, I have a question so about dumb. Scream, though, that I've never known. Was that mask a thing before that movie, or did they design oh, yeah. that for the movie? I don't recall seeing it before. I think everybody now associates that as the scream mask, but I was Mm -hmm. always wondering like, did they design that or was that like one of those cheap, 
you know, Halloween masks you see all the time, kind of like, you know, the Halloween mask was the Shatner mask, and they just kind of like, they cut the eyes out and they creeped it up a little bit. So I was always wondering if the screen mask was like a thing, like culturally, that was already around that they kind of adopted for that movie to kind of give it a new angle. Right. I have an answer for you. I just looked it up because I did not know. Um, <laughs> it was. This is why yeah. she handles the technology, folks. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so following its inception in the early 90s, the ghost face mask was in circulation as a Halloween costume several years before a screen producer stumbled upon it by accident when scouting locations. Huh. Interesting. Well, it was a thing before screen. It, it was, yeah, for a couple of years. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I associate it with, I remember... I mean, I, I grew up in the Bible Belt anyway, but I remember for Halloween, um, when we would dress up at school, they specifically wouldn't let kids wear this mask. You had to be um, Jesus for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You had to have or as much no, blood no as dice. you want, post yeah. Jesus, but you have to be Jesus. You have to be Jesus. You and need if to you be were just yeah exactly. if you were just going to be a regular apostle you had to smell like sawdust or fish it's one or of the frankincense yeah. <laughs> you could even be jesus like three days later like when he was dead for three days <laughs> yeah. and you could be method about it don't shower for three days Undead and jesus. then yeah everybody but with knows. an easter basket because isn't that the easter celebration yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody yeah. knows that jesus was the first zombie <laughs> yep and yeah and he gave uh, chocolate eggs. <laughs> the they used to have uh, around Easter time in Philly, uh, Easter time zombie pub crawl. <laughs> they said it was in honor of Jesus, the first zombie. So people would dress up like kind of, I guess, Jesus zombies on Easter oh, <laughs> and do a, a pub crawl around the city. That's why I love Philadelphia like, so much. You know, like a Halloween <laughs> pub crawl is like, okay, you know. <laughs> But uh, Easter pub crawl as a zombie is like, you know, next can you, level. Can you imagine at the like tail end of that pub crawl when they're all so fucking wasted and they're dressed <laughs> as zombies already? If I didn't know it was happening, I'd be like, it is so I think it's funnier earlier in the day. Imagine like a group of zombies walking down the street and a bunch of people getting out of church in the afternoon and they just kind of like meet in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> Not a, this is not a lot of people know that this Travis, but I know my Philadelphia history. It is at that pub crawl at the end where Gritty was conceived as the, at the ECW arena. Really? Yes, that's a, that's a true fact. Yes, that's a true fact. You heard it here first. Wow. You know that Ben Franklin was a zombie too. Yes, yes, everybody knows that. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Like what? Anyway, <laughs> my my, impro my improv's kicking in. Yes, and don't come in here with old facts, Travis. We want to know <laughs> new things. You can see if you go to that there's a church on Market Street where Ben Franklin is buried, and you can still see his fingernail marks on his tombstone where he tried to claw his way out. What unfinished mm -hmm. business did that man have? <laughs> that he, he had needed to be stopped. He was trying to make his way to the Pico building, I hear. Yeah. And that, that's when we had to cut off his head and burn his body. Uh, <laughs> why do I say we? I wasn't there. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. The rest is lost in history. <laughs> Some yeah. brave patriot did that. <laughs> All right, Travis, you're up. What franchise you know, would you add? I thought about it a lot, and I realized like some of my favorite slashers weren't really um, franchises; they were like one-offs, you know. So I was trying to think of something that, would, that was like, you know, at least like two or three of them, you know. So I landed on Twilight. <laughs> it wasn't no, I was only there. No. I landed on Texas Chainsaw Massacre for this. There we go. <laughs> nice. Oh God, I really thought you were fucking serious. For that. Like, and you were gonna, you were gonna give like this amazing film student answer on why we're the like, Twilight franchise <laughs> is considered slasher. I, I really was like, think you guys should like, if you don't mind doing a short episode, just cut the episode after I say Twilight, and that'll be it. For the- <laughs> It's just like two credits. <laughs> Again, to use another wrestling term, it's like, I'm not selling that. No. And you can do like the, the Yakety Sax music on the way out or something like that. I think I will actually, clip it as Actually, a that's a really good idea. Just yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm clipping this as a preview and people are either going to start listening or they're going to press. They're going to be like, like the, uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm music on the way out or something like that. <laughs> or or like, as that. A sad trombone of wah, wah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know if uh, Texas Chainsaw, you know, technically counted as a, a slasher, but um, you know, to, to kind of contradict myself because there's no supernatural element in it really. But you know, a bunch of people are getting slashed and cut up and you know stuff like that. So I felt like you know, it, it's a strong one. Like. I, in my opinion, all three of them are strong. You know, the the, the first three, the the third one maybe is the weakest. You know, because it started to get a little bit more like polished. It had Vigo Mortensen in it. You know, um, <laughs> I remember that. But it was still, you know, it still stood up as a pretty strong movie compared to a lot of other movies. I think. That, <laughs> you know, but the first two were just so good. You know, I recently went up to uh, the Mahoning Drive-in out in. Uh, Lehighton? I don't know how you say it. It's yeah. out near like the base of the Appalachian, so it's like an hour and a half from me. But they showed the first two Texas Chainsaw Massacres in the drive-through theaters, a big old outdoor drive-through, and they showed them on thirty-five millimeter print. You know, so they they projected old school and everything. Nice. Um, so you know, shout out to the Mahoning. I, they're <laughs> off season right now. They're more like you know warm weather months of course but they do a lot of awesome showings of like old horror movies and some newer horror movies but they do all old school 35 millimeter you know and they, they'll have like events there i think last summer they had um bruce campbell come out for a night and uh they had tom savini come out for for some event so like really cool stuff you know they did the social distance uh, meet and greets and photos and everything. So oh, I'm not cool. like affiliated with him or any way. I'm, I'm not doing that advertising. We're sharing genuine love. We like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, it felt like a haven for like horror movie heads, you know, like just a hundred, you know, a few hundred people out there in this field, like digging on these old movies. And they have like the old school concession stand and they show the old, um, 
you know, trailers of other old like slashers and old horror movies on print, you know, before the movie and everything. So it's a cool spot for sure. It's definitely worth making a trek out there, you know, in the warm, the warm weather. It makes me think in contrast of uh, we, uh, Rick and his girlfriend and I went and saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, at a drive-in a few months ago but it was um instead of being on any print you saw them opening amazon prime on the screen <laughs> and there was just something about that that i was like yeah, yeah. Projecting it on the side of a diner <laughs> in long island city so funny <laughs> so right when you said that i was thinking i was like oh yeah i remember sitting there watching that employee struggle to pull up from texas Chainsaw on, on prime <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure you're not even supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, it could yeah, have been worse. Cool. It could have been YouTube at like 240p or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw was one of those those franchises that were up there as they got popular. It's like let's just keep cranking them out because because they make the money. I mean, I love the first one the most, but yeah, it, they they did keep cranking out sequels. Uh, to even the last one of Texas Chainsaw, where suddenly uh, Leatherface becomes a hero, <laughs> as opposed oh, to uh, uh, that's 3D, right? Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. <laughs> Which, as you can tell by that title, <laughs> I'm just thinking that a kinder, gentler <laughs> Leatherface, <laughs> and, <laughs> and not the dumpster baby that the prequel to the remake. Uh, kind of implied and I think they're supposed to allegedly be working on another one but yeah I I, I would love to go to that drive-in my girlfriend and I went to one uh, upstate near the cast skills for our anniversary and and it we saw it was it was animal themed uh, drive-in theater so piranha and grizzly and it's great to see your own bunch of misfits because like it's too shark movies without sharks in it essentially <laughs> but it's like yeah we're all here we've got our black leather to keep warm and god damn it there's fresh movie popcorn gimme 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 from my face yes <laughs> but yeah I, I i good solid argument for chainsaw there's nothing wrong with it and i've uh in one of the more recent viewings of chainsaw i'm like if these hippies just stayed out of Leatherface's sunflower patch, they probably would have been all right. But right. they were very entitled hippies. Yes. Wandering into his place. So yes, may, I think they deserve to get eaten. Especially yeah. the annoying one in the wheelchair. that Franklin. Franklin oh was a dick. I yeah. still think Franklin's to blame for all of it. <laughs> yeah. I think he even, there wouldn't have been a leather face if, Fra if Franklin didn't exist. I just blame Franklin yeah. for everything. Yeah. Now, such an annoying I don't guy. know if this is like <laughs> non-PC or if it's extra PC, but I always kind of secretly gave them props for killing the guy in the wheelchair because yeah. we're like, what was that, 1974? It's so mm -hmm. brutal, man. Like you would kind of like, I feel like a lot of the audiences going in are going to think that's like a little bit too far to go. And they like went full on with it, you know? Yeah, so they I, did. Like, I gave them props for not pulling any punches for that movie for 1974. <laughs> like it was, you know, it, it was before my time, but that's got to give them props for being, you know, extra brutal for that. You know? <laughs> and I always felt like, you know, to make the argument for the slasher, like I think definitely one and three were more slasher-esque, you know, two, I love, but it was kind of more like 
almost like revenge flick, I guess, you know, like it's fine to me because all three of them, you know, I kind of really focused on the first three because the rest of them after that, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, either not as familiar or just kind of choose to not. <laughs> you don't want to see Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger uh, in a Texas know. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> but I also thought it was so interesting that each of the first three were so unique to themselves. Like they, each one could stand up as its own movie. They don't rely too heavily. I guess kind of two does, but, you know, in its own right, two could stand up as its own movie, you know, but maybe it's to do with like, you know, the whole different directors and cast and everything, but like one was so like, it kind of broke ground. It was pretty gritty and brutal and just, you know, I felt like the the way Toby Hooper shot, it was just like, you can feel that like Texas heat the whole time. It's just like that scraping metal sound that they use for the soundtrack. <laughs> it's just like, it's iconic, you know? And it's just like, you, you feel, you know, that, that drudgery of like, being in this Texas heat and all this bullshit going on and two was kind of like a little wacky you know it was kind of like definitely had a lot more comedy in it you know with Bill Mosley as Chop Top just like you know and one thing that's kind of funny is when I went to that screening at the Mahoning uh Bill Mosley was there I forgot he was there like signing autographs and taking pictures um and they showed he kind of like did a little bit of a like an MC thing before they showed the movie. He talked about how he came to get that part, and he had made some kind of. He was such a big fan of the first movie. He made some kind of like fan film short, and somehow it got into the right hands, and they cast him as Chop Top in that. Um, I forget the name of it. It was something to do with like like a, a nail salon manicure kind of place, like the Texas chainsaw manicure or something like that and uh he's just like you know the way he is in that movie is kind of like the way he was in real life a little bit he's just a little bit extra and so much so that they they just found him like he was the right kind of crazy for that movie so they cast him in it that's awesome holy shit when, when it's safe to go on tour travis uh i hear you can now go to that gas station from chainsaw and get barbecue so what somewhere somewhere <laughs> outside of austin you can you can have some fun i mean yeah, over the years you know we've toured a lot in texas and so I'm, i've been in some kind of sketchy areas in texas so there's a very good chance i've eaten a human being already without even knowing it that's what the problem is if it's seasoned I, I mean properly. I'm, I'm cool with it i'm not complaining <laughs> i mean you lived barbecue is barbecue you know <laughs> You pull it apart. Who can tell the difference? Right. Brianna, what do you think this. about Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, we talked about uh, whether or not Zuzu and Brianna would use hot sauce uh, if they were engaging in I was about to say, we've had this conversation. Oh, I, that's so weird. Now, hot sauce and barbecue, that's not okay. <laughs> I'll respectfully disagree. I like it spicy. It's <laughs> forgot. What a weird thing to have a conversation about twice. <laughs> I know. Weird or awesome that's true <laughs> what do i think about um texas chainsaw Please. I, you know what i've seen only the first ones and i say the first ones because it was like the remakes wasn't there two remakes of the original though or like 
don't... there was one and there's one that I actually I kind of like this one the the 2003 one with Jessica Biel like that yes. was that was That's, one yeah. and I actually really liked it um and then yeah. they did what a prequel to that yeah, and like Matt Bomer that. was in it yeah but, yeah. but, but the Matthew McConaughey uh was that Zellweger one was <laughs> the record show that he used finger quotes when he said Matthew McConaughey <laughs> I did I did um that was like Texas Chainsaw a new beginning so maybe that was uh Texas Chainsaw the next generation came out oh, in yeah. 94 um so yeah that that may have been another remake reboot relaunch reimagine. yeah I was lost I'm like I don't know if this is still the first one I don't know but it, it I don't know like where I'm acts. in this story yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of where I stand on those. I mean, I should really watch the rest of them. I, I haven't. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> Don't feel embarrassed. You watch what you watch. I yeah. did. I did think the the latest one, the the 3D one. I watched it, and the whole time I was watching it, I just don't know who thought it was a good idea. It was just so strange. And there's a Lionsgate thought it was a good idea. Yeah, Lionsgate thinks literally anything is a good idea. But um, <laughs> I, and I say that loving a lot of Lionsgate movies. But uh, <laughs> but I just remember at the end, like you said, uh, Rick, he becomes kind of a hero at the end, and like the final girl is like his is Leatherface's like cousin or something. Mm -hmm. And right before Leatherface is about to kill somebody, she's like, "Do your thing, cuz," and I was like. <laughs> what <laughs> what is this movie <laughs> now i gotta <laughs> watch this happening? one <laughs> i mean it's worth watching because it's one of those yeah. it's like how is why <laughs> like, like, like cringe worthy like <laughs> yeah yeah it's, i like those <laughs> if you if you watch like the original 1970s texas chainsaw and yeah. then go to texas chainsaw 3d you're gonna be like what happens <laughs> like, it does in film <laughs> it does treat it like halloween and Halloween 2018. It's like, oh. let's forget about all of those sequels. And yeah. then this just picks up where that first one ended, which is <laughs> very, very, like, let's reboot it, however. But there is a scene because it's a Lionsgate movie um, at a carnival where one of the guys is dressed up like Jigsaw's pig character and like the red cloak and the pig mask. And it's like, well, this clearly isn't the 1970s. Oh yeah. <laughs> but hey. Oh yeah, it did take place in the. I forgot they had that one take place in the 70s too. It did Lions not look Gate. like it took place in the 70s. Yeah. I'm gonna need to revisit a couple of those because I did like the remake and the prequel just because I'm a fan of R. Lee Ermy and he's fucking terrifying because. I think that's what it would be like to actually be in a hot car with Arlie Army. Is that the is that the sheriff in the, the sheriff, Yeah. Oh Mo yeah. Most yeah, well good. known as the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. That's I, right. I, if he was still alive and decided he didn't like me, and considering my political views, he wouldn't like me. I have a feeling that's pretty much how it would go down with him and me in a car. <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> I just think about him on that one commercial. I forget what a commercial was, but he's like, take it down to Mandy Pandy land. I'm like, why is he on a commercial? That's so weird. It ruins this whole. 
like an insurance commercial or something i'm like wow <laughs> i always get creepy old men uh actors for like insurance and car commercials and i just don't understand i'm like <laughs> yeah, why? why would i buy this from that <laughs> like scary <laughs> scary into getting insurance <laughs> you're, you're not in the, luckily you're not in the creepy old man demographic <laughs> i am not not yet <laughs> no, I don't even know what that joke meant, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, I said it, I was like, that made Anyway, back to Twilight. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Murders did happen in Twilight. See, I'll, I'll, I've never even seen them, so I have no idea. <laughs> I, I grew up in, like, prime Twilight era, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy them. I was definitely trying to be that person that was like, I'm better than this. I hate these. Yeah. These aren't real vampires. Like I was <laughs> exactly. being such a brat about it. And yeah. um, I had like a two week um, or two weeks off work in December. And obviously I'm not traveling anywhere. And I saw that all four of them were on Prime. And I was like, oh, geez, I'm so curious. <laughs> and I'm so amazed by the actors they got. The, Rami Malek was in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Michael Sheen. I was just like, what's happening? And it does. <laughs> oh, they're bad. They're so bad. Did you it through all of them? I did because I complete things, you know? I, <laughs> I get it. I'm going to finish it. So I watched all the Saw movies to complete it. And I ended up liking one out of them. But um, <laughs> but with Twilight, no. So you watched Twilight after the Saw films or before? After. 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 So I saw a clip like sometime recently of Twilight. Like I didn't know anything about any of them except there's some kind of like sparkly vampire and uh, a werewolf guy. And I saw <laughs> a clip of like one of the things when like he starts sparkling, and I was like, "Who the actual fuck like actually signed off on this as a good idea?" Like I really hope multiple people got fired for this, you know. <laughs> I, it's interesting when you go back and like you see that the author is uh very mormon and that's why that's one reason the movie is very like she doesn't have sex with him until they get married and um all of these because because he's like i don't you know i don't want to you know i'm old-fashioned and i'm like you're a vampire <laughs> what do you mean you're old-fashioned like how um, old is the the myth of or, or the reality of a vampire <laughs> like how old is the whole idea of a vampire and suddenly one day he's like, what if they sparkled? Yeah, I just... Like, yeah, <laughs> garlic's cool and like, you know, the crosses and everything. But what about sparkles and glitter? That could be a new direction for vampires to go in. She, she goes in the pitch room. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> what? I have a PowerPoint. That's why I think this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. No, those movies are something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just really talk about yeah. Twilight so much today, did you? I did, I did. not. I did not. I mean, I, I, not a slasher. Um, they were successful. I don't know why. Slash uh, good taste and uh, <laughs> good ideas. <laughs> they slashed half of my vacation time. <laughs> well, before moving on, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll have you you back uh, on for a future episode for this topic and Brianna can extend her lead for number of appearances but I insist <laughs> that my vampires fuck anyway Brianna. before marriage <laughs> constantly anyway Brianna what's your choice 
My choice for the for the, for big the uh, four of Flasher. Uh, if we move to... from this this segue, to, I don't know what happened. <laughs> We're gonna I think I'll have to stick with twilight no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's like i've been convinced now that we're talking about this like, <laughs> i would say how to say scream yeah, yeah that's my final my final offer there <laughs> what's your yeah. favorite one of the four um <clears throat> i'm always about the originals about every yeah. movie i can't like except with the godfather like godfather part two but like <laughs> but with those um just original straight up i just i don't know every yeah I don't, it has like everything. And I was watching it again last night just to make sure I had to do my right. research again. I was like, uh, uh, but I, I like how they just pay homage to like all the other horror movies in it. Like they just toss in names like Mr. Loomis and like the janitor has like a Freddy Krueger shirt on that, shit. You're like, oh. That's Wes Craven right there. Yeah, I uh, love that stuff. And it's funny and like, I don't know. It's, it's bad at the same time as good. I don't know how to like yeah. explain that, but it's like, I don't know. Well, There's it has spots. that. It has that dialogue that's almost like, well, well, it's Kevin Williamson, so it makes sense, but it's the Dawson's Creek, you know, <laughs> teens are sound 10 years older than they actually are, like the, yeah, way, yeah, yeah. the way that they're talking. And I think the screen movies do a pretty good job of having like that witty uh, teen dialogue that became so popular uh, in yeah. the 90s. Because, I mean, God, I, I remember those movies, uh, any, anything in the 90s really made it to where by the time I was in high school, I was like, I look the same I did when I was 12. Why did they look like 20? <laughs> like they look yeah. like full adults. And I know, I get right? to high school and I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got a car and stuff. They're like, what the hell? Yeah. Come on. And it's because they cast people so much older. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, no, I, I did god i go so back and forth on which scream movie is my favorite i want to say scream 2 and then sometimes it's scream 4 but i yeah. think it's usually scream 2 i liked the killers in scream 2 um i thought timothy oliphant was so good in that movie yeah. the whole that whole like i'm gonna blame the movies and, and yeah. i'm not gonna go to jail like i love <laughs> that whole uh for lack of a better way to put it, like meta use of, you know, social commentary and do, do movies and video games um, yeah. make kids violent. Cause he has one line where he's like, every religious group will be behind me. Like they'll believe me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's a Holy good shit. point. Yeah. You're going to kill people. <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> everybody starts sweating like oh shit yeah right. <laughs> that's so true i haven't seen four yet but i want to see four i think uh, you'd like it it's fun yeah. it's just it's very like it, it's made what 10 years after like the third one 10 or 15 years maybe yeah. um so it is very like here's a new generation of high school kids but you still have like the trio of like dewey uh sydney oh, yeah. and um gail yeah uh, the one thing that um no it'll be a spoiler i'll wait till you watch it, so I'm say it. <laughs> I'm like, Come on. i know i realized right when i said it. just let me know when you watch it and i'll tell okay, you okay we'll do it. <laughs> when yeah. we did our tutorial i explained, i held out because i was told it was a trilogy and i was done with that story but with everything else getting remade and rebooted the the scream was right for it and chelsea was right it was a very enjoyable film uh surprisingly 
uh, Hayden Panettiere as like the next generation Randy because uh, I, I relate to Randy a lot and just like, no, you got to follow the rules and that's how you don't end up in the kitchen with a knife. Right. That's, that's <laughs> very important. Yes. I do love the music in the first one. I was like, I appreciate it really. Like last night I was like, oh my God, there's like elements of Candyman in the music. I was like, holy shit, like the, the chorus parts. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact they threw Nick Cave in there, I was like, this is so badass. I never realized how cool this was. And from, from the final party location to the end yeah. of the movie, that's mostly John Carpenter's Halloween score. Oh, son of a bitch. Now I have to watch it again. That's so weird. weird. That before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so neat. It's scary, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, again, mostly relating to Randy as a former video store employee that would bring the movies to the party. And it's like, okay, here's the good thing that we're watching. Let's yeah. Go. Get the fuck out of here with that other thing. <laughs> you want to watch, Brid you wanna watch oh, Bridget ahead. Jones' Diary? Fuck that. We're watching Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre, the next yes. generation. <laughs> you, should, you should phrase it, though, as like, if you like Bridget Jones' Diary, <laughs> you're going to love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> my, young friend wants, my young friend wants me to speak like an algorithm. <laughs> I'm a marketer, man. <laughs> I will say, kind of going back to something uh, Travis said earlier, um, this one was kind of hard to do because I realized that a lot of my favorite slashers are not franchises. They're one-offs. Yeah. Like, I mean, Black Christmas is one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. of all time, regardless, Same. the, the yeah. 70s one. And Same. I was like, oh, I can't, that, it's not franchise. <laughs> like, it's got, it, it has like two reboots, but you know, a lot of slashers yeah. I love are one-offs. Yeah. It is one of the best. Um, and yeah, but when I came up with this uh, topic, it was probably around the time that I was watching my choice during the pandemic. Uh, and, oh yeah, uh, what is your choice? I, <laughs> no, I haven't. I was saving myself for last. <laughs> and, and, preparing, and preparing for when you call me an idiot. Um, <laughs> my choice is Hatchet. Oh, what? Yeah, uh, yep, the, the exasperated look on Chelsea's face, like, okay. I thought that was a like, one-off. I yeah, like no. the first three. I yeah. like the first three. The fourth one? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> there, there, there's four. There's four, Brianna. You can, watch the fir you can watch the first three on Prime and Victor Crowley, which is technically Hatchet 4, that's on Shudder. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to see the first one at the Tribeca Film Festival where it debuted and much like Travis's drive-in experience, you're there in an audience full of like-minded people late on a Saturday night ready to see a horror movie. It's set in Louisiana. I love New Orleans. Um, there's nudity. That's important for me in a slasher. There's a lot of gore and comedy. And, and the supernatural aspect of the things like, yes, Scream is great, but you know, when you throw a, a beer bottle at Ghostface's crotch, he's going down. You throw <laughs> some, you know, you, it, it takes a lot to take out Victor Crowley. And there are those great uh, nods to uh, horror movies from uh, Robert England and Josh from uh, the Blair Witch Project being in the beginning of the film. You got Tony Todd a little later. You had Danielle Harris uh, as, as the final girl. She, that was a glow up for the final girl. I, I don't remember what actress they had in the first one, but I'm so glad they replaced her. 
<laughs> yeah, adding her in the second one, the gore throughout it all. The second one was released in AMC theaters unrated because the MPAA was being bitchly, for lack of a better term. Um, <laughs> I got to see it there, and then they pulled it immediately, which upset me greatly. <laughs> they watched it, and they were like, Oh, oh. The, the, the third one <laughs> the third one adam green didn't direct but you had you had a Derek mears as a swat team guy taking on uh kane hunter as victor crowley so it's jason first jason in a roundabout kind of way in that film and adding the comedy and the gore and sid haig who i know brianna loves is yep. in the third one um <laughs> his character is despicable so be ready for that <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> and then they were done until uh adam green uh was talking with wes craven and george romero and then those two died but they kind of instilled them like no keep the franchise going because people need that consistency the thing you loved about the franchises that we did you should carry that on and he did that and there's a mid-credit sequence at the end of Victor Crowley, which I won't tell you because it'll spoil something. It was the only part of the movie that Chelsea enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's fine. But uh, again, the, the comedy in with the horror, and it's over the top. It's practically- oh, it's so over the top. But it's all like practical effects, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's, it's practical cool. effects, which I- Those are my favorite. I love <laughs> buckets of blood <laughs> and one day i, I want to be on the film crew just like turning a hose of fake blood into any actor's face one day <laughs> one day i'll be that guy <laughs> you a, will i i did get to work on a hospital drama for one day and i i got very excited when i heard over the walkie-talkie somebody go in the prop room and get the fake blood i'm like i'm on it and i ran <laughs> got it went into the room and and the prop mistress said okay i want you to bloody up some of these goddess pads and and this gurney and i said before i begin light medium or heavy and she went medium light and i said i'm glad medium I light i'm glad i asked because i would have sprayed the ceiling in that motherfucker and that's not what the scene called for. But I was very happy. Like, yeah. like I got my little bottle of blood. We gonna... <laughs> you can always have... add more. <laughs> true. So, so... I would have asked him, like, what's the severity of the wound? I was like, what, <laughs> what picture am I painting? Here? Is this arterial yeah. or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so let's go around the other way. Brianna, how did you not hear that there are more, sla there are more hatchet movies? Dude, I don't even know. Yesterday was my first viewing of Candyman, so I shouldn't even be on this right now, I feel like. And then me <laughs> I'm button. late in the game. I'm kidding. It, no. <laughs> could, it be, could it be because every time you end up watching a horror movie, you're like, I'm just going to watch House of a Thousand Corpses again. <laughs> that explains that. <laughs> you can't beat that one. I mean, come on. Well, well now you got work, and I know uh, yes. Travis has Shudder, and I have Shudder. So between the both of us, you could get a login because you know they don't pay us to mention them as much as we do on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm friendly and like to share. Travis, do yeah. you have any thoughts on the Hatchet franchise? 
Yeah, when you said that, I got a little bit of a flashback, uh, like a little PTSD. <laughs> about like, like 10 years ago or something. Um, sometime after the first one came out, I, I was like, you know, had this like movie night with a bunch of friends and it was my turn to pick the movie. So I picked Hatchet and we watched it and everybody else hated it. <laughs> And they hated it so much that they shamed me. And I think the, like the next time it was my turn to pick a movie, they skipped me. <laughs> like they, hated, they hated it so bad that every time that we'd like talk about a horror movie or, or I'd, I'd pick a movie, they'd be like, it's not going to be another hatchet, is it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, they hated it so bad. They just like, they, they made me feel bad as a person and would like give me shit every time I was going to pick another movie. Like, even from that point on, it like changed things between us, you know. And it was so kind of like to get new friends. Yeah, you don't need friends like that. <laughs> like even if I pick a great movie later on, they'd be like, "Whoa, there was no hatchet, but it was okay," you know. <laughs> it's, and because of that, that's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen two or three. Um, recently, I started watching Victor Crowley, and I got like five minutes into it, and I was like, "This isn't what I want for tonight," you know. Like I was looking for something else. <laughs> and maybe I'll revisit it, but I'd I say watch maybe. two or two and three, and then go into Victor Crowley because, like you know, you gotta know how Victor got vanquished, only to be reborn. Again, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have to like this. close my blinds and take my phone off the hook mm -hmm. and like you know pull my head over the covers and not let anybody know I'm watching Hatchet. I feel, I feel like you're going to get a phone call right as the credits start. Are you watching Hatchet? You're watching it, aren't you? Well, I, I, can, I can relate very much, uh, Travis, Chelsea and I, along with the rest of our uh, group of friends. We are in a movie discussion club every week throughout the pandemic. Uh, and and I am one of the harsher critics of the group, but yeah, you're people, a dick sometimes. I know. <laughs> but when, when when people criticize my film, just like a little brush it off the shoulder. Right. It's like Brent, like you can dislike my choice. You're just wrong. <laughs> to me, it was more surprising to me that I got that much shit over Hatchet specifically, because I'm kind of like the patron saint of. Uh, unpopular opinions and uh, <laughs> bad taste. Yeah. And so like, I like a lot of weird shit, you know? And I felt like Hatchet was more of a mainstream, like popular <laughs> thing to choose. And that's the thing that ended up giving me a, a bunch of shit over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not like the other weirdo, like art house films or like a Kenneth Anger film or something like that. It was fucking Hatchet. It was Hatchet. <laughs> it was Hatchet. I remember I watched Hatchet for the first time when Rick lent me the DVDs a couple of years ago. And I remember I had a really bad day at work and it was like a Friday. And all I was thinking was, I really want to go home and just like make dinner and watch a movie and just relax and check out. And I was like, and I, yeah, I was like, Hatchet. And I asked my roommate at the time, like, to watch it with me. I did not know what I was getting myself into, and I liked it. But I just remember my roommate was fucking silent the entire time, and I was just like, "Oh God!" Oh, and we you're welcome. 
yeah you know that silence probably when it comes oh, to yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like oh my god we only moved in together like a month ago and I am I have said you, you kind of like you're trying to look at them without them knowing you're looking at them to see how much they hate it you know yeah, and, you're like, and you're kind of like maybe they like it so much they just aren't like talking through it yeah. right moving and anymore at, yeah and at the end it was kind of like I like it and I was like I know. Yeah, so, like I can just feel, but I didn't push it. Nothing at the end. They're like, like okay, it. and they just kind of go off and do some chores or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's all quiet and shit. <laughs> all the dishes are suddenly getting done. Everything that you know. <laughs> like I don't want to look her in the face the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> but I do, I do love those movies. I think that they are. I mean, they are top slasher material. The first three, my. My gripes with the fourth one are actually pretty minor, but they're tedious and like one after another, like minor things I didn't like that it did kind of just make it where I was like, I do not enjoy this. I could watch the first three over and over, but this is just, I don't like it. I but um, in the Victor Crowley for me, like I said, I didn't really give it a chance because I could tell right away. It's just not what I was in the mood for that particular night. Yeah. It was kind of like, right off the bat it was too goofy for me you know but you know i do appreciate about the whole franchise in general like they were just they're like we're gonna do what we do you know it's, it's kind of like a fuck the haters kind of thing you know <laughs> and they just kept on with it you know like they weren't trying to put on any airs of being anything that they weren't they were just they were being a hatchet you know yeah exactly and they <laughs> all the movie fucking hatchet <laughs> and even the cover of it is just an actual bloody hatchet and that's it like it's perfect that. <laughs> it does have some really great like, kills deeper social commentary in those movies or like you know it, yeah. you know not a lot of allegory or anything like that no a lot, it's just a lot of gory fun. But not a lot of allegory. Oh, you guys okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. This guy. Thank this you. guy, huh? <laughs> but no, that's a. I agree. I agree with your pick. Uh, I agree with it that you know it would be up there with the slashers, despite my feelings on the fourth one. I do think the first three are quality. Mm. And sometimes with franchises, you don't like all of them. Looking in your direction, Jason goes to hell, or that Halloween where Buster Rhymes is doing kung fu. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. No, Halloween Resurrection is required viewing for me. It's so no. bad. Hey. So good. Hey. Buster so Rhymes bad. gets all philosophical at the end <laughs> about how we all wanted this to happen. And I'm like, <laughs> he's talking about like the media and reality tv and that's what causes i hate that type of shit when it just tries to tell you that reality tv and being on our phones all the time and all this stuff is the reason like these things happen Ugh. anyway i'll get off my soapbox that's a whole other thing <laughs> well, i think we've definitely determined that between the four of us we could plan a pretty kick-ass film festival so Yo. after we all get the point, we're an absolute post, hot mess, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> I like one or the one, other. Two, three, and four are the fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, right. Once we Which all get vaccinated, four hours long. we got to have a slumber party. We got to get our pajamas happening. Yes. We'll, ha we'll have a cuddle. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll pick Whoa, some Rick. Rick. <laughs> I'm actually busy that day. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever day. Yeah, I know you didn't say what yeah. day it was, but I'm busy that day. Like, guys, my calendar. <laughs> Woo! Did I just talk Travis out of getting vaccinated? Maybe. Yeah. I, I am swamped with this whole pandemic thing going on. I'm so busy. Uh, so busy. Not yeah. my house. Fine. <laughs> All right. It's the time everybody's been waiting for. It's time for the plugs. What do you guys want to let people know about the band and about your individual endeavors uh, that our listeners can take part in? Hi, we're in a band. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let me get the ball rolling. Your latest single is called Tight Lipped. It's available on Pretty Vinyl. And your Pretty. video, which is on YouTube, is very spooky. <laughs> It is. Uh, I suggest people watch your next and then watch the music video for Tight Lip. <laughs> that that's, me, that's a that, very accurate pairing. That made me watch your next for the second time recently, mm. and I like your video more. This, this reminds yes. me, so I want you guys to help me settle a debate. That mask and what's next, you know, like the main one on the cover, mm -hmm. what animal is that? Looks like a sheep to me. Oh, I thought right? it was... Uh, yeah. For some reason, I was about to say wolf, but... Me too. Yeah. Now, did anybody at any point in their lives ever think it was a tiger? <laughs> no. Like, even what, remotely. What, what are you watched... about to... Okay, who the fuck said it's a tiger? That's Having the watched question. the video about... <laughs> 40... said it's a tiger? <laughs> Having watched the movie about 48 hours ago, I saw no tiger. Now, <laughs> even... Kazuzu says... It's... She swears up and down that it's a tiger. And she said, we have to see it painted. You know, I was like, well, first Honey, of all, no. <laughs> even, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if she's seen your next or not, but even the, like, the tagline for the movie was something about uh, like your pack or your, I forget what it was, but something that was an allusion to like, it's a wolf or a sheep, basically. Yeah. Are you looking it up, Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your eyes rolling. I think my eyes went to my monitor. I wanted to know. <laughs> I can't read this shit. <laughs> I can't well, read this shit. Well, when we have it, we can watch it again. Really... And Travis, you'll be in charge of pausing it so that we can determine whether or not uh, which animal it is. I don't recall that is the tiger. not a tiger. Uh, I think right? it was talking about the, the more one. I'm looking at it, I'm like, that is not a tiger. I see the tagline, they will hunt you, but I feel like I've seen a sheep one. Sheep before. are violent hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at you, Rick. I was just like. special cover art was something about, you know, but, I forget but, what said. It was some, you know, allusion to the fact that it was a, a sheep or a wolf right. or something. That's not a fucking tiger, though. No, I think um, tiger. She was talking about the one in the tight lip video is the one that's a tiger. I don't know about the your next one. That that one looks like a wolf or a sheep. I think that's the same, <laughs> that's the same mask as on Is the, it? Oh, shit. Show. I didn't know that. <laughs> now, this one, if you guys can oh see this well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That is not a tiger. Thank oh, you. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, listen. Shit. She is a beautiful, lovely, talented woman who does not know animals, apparently. And that's fine. We can't all be great at everything. I was <laughs> going to say, to settle this debate for Travis, 
uh, Zuzu, uh, you know, you're wrong. You're still invited to the slumber party. <laughs> but I think this says a lot about Zuzu's mentality and the way a Rorschach works. Is that <laughs> there are no wrong answers with a Rorschach. There is, there are wrong answers in the animal kingdom, though. <laughs> more so, it's just going to be she's going to disagree with me whatever I say yeah. <laughs> well, this, no I frequently asked her why are all of her high kicks on stage directed in and around your face <laughs> now depending on how long this debate has gone on then that may be the answer as to why like it's a fucking tiger <laughs> but anyway yes, so and probably about the kick she's probably like I'm kicking like a tiger would kick and it's like <laughs> you really don't know what tigers are <laughs> but also, oh man also I love speaking it of spooky Travis you got a lot of solo music that's available and I consider it to be spooky can you tell us some stuff about that please um, yeah I've got some solo music coming out uh, under the name Night Ritual uh, I've got a new record, the first record coming out sometime this summer. Um, I was hoping to have it come out earlier, but um, I sent out for the vinyl to get pressed. Vinyl pressing plants are all way behind. So what I thought was going to be like eight weeks has turned into like 15 weeks. Um, but it'll be coming out when it comes out. And uh, that's that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, cool. we'll, we'll be happy to plug it. Um, if it's on Bandcamp, I will order it on a Bandcamp Friday so you can get a little bit of extra coin. Because nice. uh, I like the support the artists. Platforms and Bandcamp and all that stuff. So it, it's cool. It's like, uh, from, from what I heard with your previous release, Lord Travis, it's kind of uh, Joy Division, except I like you better because I don't like Joy Division. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joy Division for people that don't like Joy Division. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yes, and Brianna has chock full of spooky things. <laughs> just that, random that spooky making. things. <laughs> tell, tell us about that stuff. I just have a, my little Etsy page with uh, things I feel like making. Uh, right now I'm making um, homemade candles and soaps, um, cold processed soaps from scratch. And it's such an endeavor and I'm learning so much. Um, yeah, you can check me out at Six Sylvania. Um, etsy.com um, slash shop slash Sixylvania and I have uh, paintings on there too all creepy stuff you know my thing the huge <laughs> the huge and, and, and the paintings are very cool and lovely thank you You're thanks welcome. Rick <laughs> are you You're enjoying welcome. candle making I tried making candles uh, a few months ago no back in like August and I did it where I was putting like little you know crystals and gems oh, inside yes. where as you melt it I love those. I <laughs> didn't control the wick that well so the wick is going this way yeah my candle is burning very it's much. so scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, so far I haven't added dyes or anything to mine I'm like because a, a couple years ago, I tried to make candles for the band. I was like, I'm going to make these model after each song, which is so oh, cool. stupid. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <never mind>. <laughs> <laughs> we have like so many songs on the one record. I was like, this one's going to be a wandering star candle. And I put all this black dye in it and it never burned. And I was like, that's it. I'm never doing this again. And like just recently during the pandemic, I'm like, you know what? Let me just give it a try and just I not like add it. all that shit. So I just made straight up plain white candles and... Um, added my fragrances like I studied for like a long time and uh I love it it's so much fun like gives me something yeah. to do 
I'm not like thinking about bad shit anymore. <laughs> you know, the the darkies, totally. the dark. <laughs> hey, during the time of Rona, it's all good. And Brianna, your candles sound great. Chelsea, your candles sound like a fire hazard. So don't bring them to the slumber party. <laughs> I think Travis has candles too, uh, and they smell amazing. I've been make. I have an Etsy page too. I've been making creepy yeah. shit um, under the name Scary Marys, uh, and. What's been funny to me, because I do, in the warm weather months more, before Rona, more so, I would do, like, uh, out of these markets and maker markets and stuff like that. And so when people see the name Scary Marys and see me standing behind the table, they, there's a little bit of a disconnect. Um, <laughs> but it's because it started out, I would buy old religious statues from thrift shops, you know, like, <laughs> thrift shop around the corner from me. And I would paint them up like these Mary Magdalene's and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And, and paint them as like ghouls and black metal corpse paint and stuff like that. And uh, it just started out as a hobby for me. But uh, people like them so much, and some of my friends encouraged me to try and like actually put them out there and sell them. And so I've done that, and uh, it's just been fun as like a weird kind of side hobby. And from doing that and doing some of these markets, I realized like people wanted this stuff, but I can only get them and paint them so fast, you know? So I started doing candles and stuff like that on the side, just as like a thing to sell basically, to be honest, you know, it's pure uh, capitalism, you know, but it's been <laughs> enjoyable, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't know, like candles are fine. <laughs> you know, I don't have, it's kind of like a, a fight club thing, you know, with the soap, you know, it's just, like, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing that you can make. And, you know, um, mine don't use as much human body fat as the, the fight club soaps, but they do use a little bit. Ooh, it's a surprise. That's a treat. It's, it's, a, it's a burning pack and it helps them burn better. That's probably what went wrong with your candles, Chelsea. I... Body fat. You're right. Little, little something you picked up at some of those barbecue places while on tour in Texas. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. You know, my one really quick uh, Texas anecdote is at one point years and years ago on tour, we were getting close to like West Texas because, you know, Texas is friggin' huge. And uh, we were at some like kind of middle of nowhere little rest stop in near West Texas. And, uh, this like walking back to the car in the parking lot i got accosted by this old like mysterious creepy guy that was like straight out of a horror movie that was like you know the the crazy old guy that has the prophetic you know it's got a death curse yeah you know? <laughs> and without any introduction or preface or anything he like singles out me and makes a beeline for me and goes you know they've got a saying around here when the devil was done making hell he had a little bit left over and he made west texas and i was like okay thank cool. you for that bit of information you know, I, I gotta be on my way now <laughs> thanks <laughs> have a good day <laughs> and as someone who knows the horror movie rules you promptly got the fuck out of West Texas. Yeah, we weren't we weren't going there anyway. So I was kind of like, all right, dude, like we're whatever. <laughs> you know? Nobody said anything about that we were even going to West Texas. So I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about, man? 
it's like, one of call the me the crazy ones. magnet in the band because always like whenever there's any kind of like you know drifter or like crazy old man prophetic guy or whatever they always like single out me to start talking to and like you know i don't know why maybe i am the crazy magnet <laughs> I mean, i'm here of all of you right now <laughs> well, damn it's bear <laughs> It's important to listen to the harbinger because the harbinger has important information, but you don't want to come off as too creepy and scare the ladies or you know other band members. So you're the tallest one. So it's like, okay, <laughs> if shit goes down, you're gonna be okay. But listen to the harbinger. One day I hope to be that guy. Harbinger of a shit I'm not even doing. He's like <laughs> giving you advice for things you're just like I was like. I think we're heading east, man, or north or something. Like he's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he just goes, oh, or or he changes his entire sentence to be yeah. like east Texas. <laughs> like, it's like, well, what I actually <laughs> meant. <laughs> don't go fishing at Old Willow Creek. <laughs> we don't like fish. Good. Watch your feet on the highway. Chelsea, <laughs> where can people find you if they want to find you? on instagram i mean twitter too just look up chelsea bennington i'm not i'm fortunate to be working right now and i'm doing some volunteering too so i haven't i i'm not doing anything terribly exciting but you can see my cat and my opinions if you want <laughs> i'm in that, that's yeah. you can check out spooky doings on instagram let us know what movie you'd want to add to the big four of slashers if you could uh spooky doings improv on facebook one day we'll do another show we'll get travis to tell one of his uh scary harbinger stories and improvise off of that i've got a surprisingly uh, large amount of them so you know <laughs> when it's safe and you want to come to a hot scary basement in midtown manhattan when we can do that again come on down and since now we've had travis on the show that means nick seditious you're next we're gonna find a way to get you on the show. At some you don't want that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like we've been leaving him in the dark for. Yeah. <laughs> using his pseudonym in light of recent events too. So. <laughs> oh, it's not a great look. Not a great look for us. All right then. I think we're calling it insurrection now. Oh my. Yeah. Have fun it's with that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> is is this over the mask discussion or something else we don't know <laughs> but thank you both for being on the podcast we love having you i'd love to have you back on to talk about something uh slumber yes. party uh to be denounced <laughs> at a later you gotta date. let the slumber party go man you got homework you got movies to watch yes uh thank you for being on the show again uh love you both love your music and uh you know stay good stay healthy stay spooky thank you thanks so much for having us <laughs>